You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Brian, that's uh, enough lamenting what was a, uh, a really brutal loss to the Green Bay Packers on Sunday uh, we, we now do need to turn to something a little more positive, and that's our favorite segment of the show. It's the listener mailbag where we turn over our content to you, our dear listeners, and uh, let you ask us the questions. Before we do that, I need to say thank you once again to our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks because Brian and I both love them. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are particularly special days for Boomer Jacks if you're a big fan of wings because at Boomer Jacks, they've got half-rice bone-in wings on Tuesday, half-rice boneless wings on Wednesday. But they got stuff for you every other day of the week, too. They've got three drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, wall-to-wall TVs, live music. It's just an incredible atmosphere, great appetizers, great entrees. Uh, you really can't beat it. Uh, great freezing cold beer honestly the coldest beer you will ever taste is at your local boomer jacks and there are 17 dfw locations you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com that is boomerjacks.com all right brian first question here from connor uh, a guy we just talked about a little bit malik davis he says based on the little we've seen from malik davis zeke's contract situation and pollard do a contract how comfortable would you be going into 2023 with davis and a day three running back as the duo for the Cowboys in 2023. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that Malik Davis has proven that you can you can count on him. Now, I mentioned about the screen pass; it's unfortunate, but you know the guy does have the ability to catch the football. Uh, they they've been on him from the word go. You know, at Florida, didn't play a whole lot, split time, and you know, with with other backs, very talented backs there. We were but, all, on. yeah, but I mean they. they you know, Malik has, has done a really, really nice job. And, you know, if, it, if it's one of those things where you can function with him as a, a runner, uh, a receiver, pass blocker, and then draft somebody else that you kind of feel like has the same kind of, you know, the, the same mode of what you have with a, with a Pollard, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a problem at all. I think in this day and age, we're seeing that a lot of these running backs from college, you know, they don't have to be first-round running backs, you know. It's it's nice to have guys like that, and you know, but you know, with you have to pay and and you know take care of salary wise, you know, having backs kind of taking them, using them, using them up, moving on to the next guy. Uh, that's that's kind of the way the football is going. Now we might get back into mode too, Bobby, where 
all of a sudden all these teams are just, you know, they're not letting you throw the ball like you once were. Right. And so it might turn into offensive linemen and running backs again. We might, this cycle might come back to where, you know, you have to have big time backs that can come in here and carry the workload or, you know, people can still continue to figure it out for, uh, you know, for the, uh, you know, using two guys or three guys in, in that rotation. It's it's funny you mentioned that. I uh, I was talking to somebody uh, in in league circles who who works in personnel a couple of years ago, and they were talking about the fact that look at the look look at the the type of players we're we're putting out in this day and age. Like like look at what linebackers have evolved into in the NFL. You get a bunch of two hundred twenty pound, two hundred twenty five pound like tweener types that can play a safety linebacker combo they they run a kirkland greg lloyd type of players anymore um and they they were explaining that look football cyclical and and as soon as you get these linebackers and they've all evolved into this there's going to reach a point here in the near future where teams go let's go back to 320 pound offensive linemen and only running backs and we will just maul these guys who are 100 pounds lighter at the second level and i I think that you you may start seeing that transition pretty soon but it was just an interesting perspective because i think you are starting to see especially this year with scoring down and everything else teams are starting to try and take away the pass a lot more and and you're seeing teams have to rely more on the running game and have success with the running game again uh, and so it's just an interesting thing to watch out for in, in the future. But but on Malik Davis, one of the things I know they love about him, he's a complete player. He, he is. Well, he can pass protect. He can yeah. run. I, I think they really like just how he's maybe not elite at any one trade, but he is solid across the board. He is a complete yeah. back. And I think that's something they really like about him. Uh, next question here from David. And Brian, I know you've uh, you've had the scoop on this. Uh, they're asking about when is a realistic possible return game for Tyron? Yeah, uh, he's starting to work back into uh, the you know, with the resistance bands and things like that. Yep. So I'm I, back last week. I, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say that by the um, I know the plan was to try and get him work in the Indianapolis game and then get him ready for the Houston game. That's okay. that's kind of uh, the first of December. Yep. Uh, we're going to get through these next uh, next two games. And then once the calendar flips, once you go to that that mini buy, then the following week, I that was hearing it was Colts. Is it is it Colts? Houston, Colts, yeah, Colts, and then Texans. So I would I would keep an eye on that uh, that that Colts week for sure. And when he comes back, uh, obviously this is something that evolves day by day. And I know we're we're, we're terrible at predicting what they're going to do on the offensive line. Uh, we did hear today Jason Peters, who didn't play a single snap at left guard, they've decided to move him back to left tackle exclusively now. Yeah. The fact that he's moving back to tackle, do you think that's an indication that, well, he's going to be Tyron's backup because we're moving Tyler into left guard when Tyron's back? I'd say it's a pretty pretty damn good indication about what they're about to do. Yes. Next question here from Chandler Johnson. Uh, I think fans and media see the Anthony Brown problem. What will it take for the front office to see it? I'll say this. And then I'll, you know, I'll get your thoughts on this too, Brian. I think that Anthony Brown has not been great this year. Anthony yeah. Brown has had his problems this year. Sure. I think the idea that Anthony Brown's just been a black hole is an exaggeration. And I think you saw 
even though he got beat on on the touchdown to Christian Watson, I think you saw as soon as he went out, uh, it got a lot worse. And so, while I don't think Anthony Brown's been anywhere near great, I, I think it's I think he's still better and more reliable overall than what you have behind him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, um, to me, you saw a little bit of what, you know, we, I think we all cheerlead for Deron Bland. I think we all cheerlead for Kelvin Joseph. I think Kelvin Joseph, he looks like he's having fun playing football. The kid's aggressive. I give him credit for that. Hell, he almost saved the damn game knocking the ball. He doesn't you know, He I, doesn't have an effort problem at all. He, no, he, he doesn't. His motor runs hot. He, he really plays hard. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to keep giving him chances if it is, that's the case. But the thing with Anthony Brown, boy, I – I'll admit this. I was really wrong. I, I thought that Anthony Brown was going to step up and have a great year. I mean, a great year, a four to five interception, uh, a season kind of a year, uh, knock down a bunch of passes. He looks like the shell of himself, you know, and you know, he, he, he gets the concussion. I believe what falling on the ground, you know, maybe hitting his head and his face on the ground after, you know, diving to try and stop Watson there. Yep. You know, and so you know, he's out of the game. But if you ask me of guys that him and Dorrance Armstrong were two guys I thought were really going to, you know, do a great job and, and be super, super productive. And Armstrong's been okay. You know, the sack numbers have been good. He's played well at times. But and Anthony Brown has 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 not been as good for me as I thought he would be. Next question here uh, from Tweeter Ty. Uh, is Diggs that good or others that bad, or is it a combo? Did Diggs even get targeted against Green Bay? Uh, we've talked about OBJ. Is there any cornerback help on the streets? I, I I haven't got to watch I watched back some of the film today. I've not gotten to finish the second half yet. I thought Diggs looked I thought Diggs looked okay. I think they were yeah. picking other guys. They were. Uh, but Diggs has been solid for the most part. They, he they just had, doesn't want to play the run like he, he needs to. Yeah. He does. They had major problems on the left side, though. Brian, I know I mentioned this to you. I didn't, we didn't get a chance. To, I didn't get a chance to ask you if you saw it. Did you see the blown coverage on the Sam Williams sack? Yeah, I did. Boy, They're if not, Sam Williams does not sack Aaron Rodgers there, they no. score. Yeah. The, the 83, I don't even know who it was. I read his name. I had to look in the, the media guide to see his name. Um, Man, he had gotten – there was some miscommunication. I think it was Deron Bland and Kelvin Joseph had some yeah. miscommunication, and they were both taking the guy in the slot. Yeah. And yeah. this guy just went, ran free down the left sideline. I think Lazard may have been open there too on that Lazar, play. Lazard was open for sure, yeah. And so you Lazard, you had two guys wide open that if Sam Williams doesn't get there, that's another six on the board, I think, yeah. for Green Bay. Um, but overall, I think – yeah, Diggs, I think, was playing really well. They just – they had a ton of problems on the left side of the defense and coverage yesterday. They sure did, yeah. Next question here from Brent Stinson. In fact, uh, probably last question here. Uh, how does Dallas neutralize the noise of U.S. Bank Stadium? That's where uh, the Vikings play. And will this affect their pass protection going on a silent count? This is a good question because they've struggled a lot with communication 
Um, and it's something that they've talked about during the week of, hey, we need to make sure our communication's on point. And then, of course, they get out there and, and we're seeing communication issues. Uh, so, Brian, how much how much more is that going to be something that needs to be a focus, their communication, knowing they're going into a very loud atmosphere in Minnesota? Played there last year, right? Uh, yep. So they I've won three in a row there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of folks uh, understand that playing there in the old Metrodome, those are hard places to to play. The crowd noise is very similar to what you get at Kansas City, very loud. Uh, a lot of lot of fan involvement there, and they're very passionate fans, and they're playing very well. And so that'll be a a, a very very difficult task. You know, the thing with Dak, it's going to be once again silent counts. It's going to be Zach Martin. You know. Uh, waving his hand in front of Biotis to snap the ball and stuff like that. So, you know, the one thing that the Vikings have had problems with is playing past defense. You know, they really, as a defense, they've struggled a little bit there. Uh, so, you know, maybe Prescott, uh, this passing attack, can take a, an advantage. I'm looking forward to seeing the film, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow night, get kind of digging in on these guys a little bit and seeing where, because they've, they've had some problems. I know that, Yesterday against Buffalo, uh, they gave up some big yards, but they also made some big plays in the red zone. You know, the, the two interceptions that uh, that they were able to to, to get, uh, I think, were you know clearly were the difference in that game. But yeah, they, they've they've given up. The, they they don't rush the passer as well. You know, Smith, you know, who left the Packers, uh, is the primary pass rusher. But you know, they they've struggled a little bit with teams being able to throw the ball on them. So. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, if you could get the silent count stuff right, you get the communication right, you get the hand signals right, everything you need to go, uh, well, then, you know, they should be fine in this game. A lot of good memories for CeeDee Lamb already at uh, on the road against the Vikings. Rookie year, he had the falling backwards, one-handed catch onto his back on, on the back shoulder fade there. And then last year, six catches, 112 yards. In fact, interestingly enough, CeeDee Lamb has played two games there in his career. This will be the first time he plays in Minnesota with Dak Prescott, who's been hurt. Uh, both times that they've gone there the last few years. That does it for us here on Love of the Star. We will visit with you guys again later this week, start previewing the Minnesota Vikings. Until then, we'll talk to you later.